0: Welcome to the Eastridge Church East Campus Podcast. We bring to you the message portion of our Sunday services in a convenient podcast form. You can listen on your way to work, during your lunch break, or even during your workouts. We want to put tools in your pocket to help you throughout the week. If you would like to find out who we are or what we are about, please visit us at eastridge.church. All right, let's go.
1: Have you ever had one of these moments where you think, man, this is living, this is the life? Maybe you're on a camping trip and you're sitting by the fire and it's a cup of coffee, or maybe your whole family's together and you're, you're playing together on the beach, or maybe uh, it's on a cruise, or, or maybe it's a great meal. You know, for a lot of us, it might be... Quiet, peaceful place and for others it it might be the cruise it might be a crowd of people whatever it is we always go man this is living this is the life several years ago my wife Tracy and I we went to California with Brad and Renee Rutledge and Tracy and I had just we were just exhausted we um, had adopted a child or our, our sixth child and then we were just at a place we were very tired and Brad and I and Tracy and Renee went to California and the great thing about that trip is Brad and Renee drove the whole time. They chose every restaurant and every meal was superb. Even the fast food joint at In-N-Out was unbelievable. And they hosted us the the, the entire time. For an entire week, Tracy and I were just responsible for ourselves. I could easily say that I felt like, man, this is the life. We all love those love in the life moments or, or this is life Um we love those phrases that say, you know what, uh, this is my best life or, or larger than life or, or this breathes life into me. Matter of fact, we even have stickers that say salt life or, or lake life. You, you never see stickers that say Monday life or work week life or Filling out my taxes week life. We, we don't have those type of stickers. We're all looking for the life. We want to experience life. We, we don't want to miss out on the life what if what if we're missing it what if we're missing what we think life is compared to what it really is what if we get sidetracked in our pursuit of life today we start a new series called behold and behold is not a word that we use very much anymore you're not going down the street at night and you don't say to your family hey behold the Christmas lights no you go look look at the Christmas lights you don't say behold look at this deer you know you just you just say hey look at the deer what I, what I like about the word behold and when, when John the Baptist used it and the most famous phrase that we hear the word behold he looks towards the people and he sees Jesus coming. he says behold the Lamb of God he's not saying hey look there's Jesus what he's really saying is hey don't miss Jesus I mean, yes, he's saying look, and yes, he's saying see, but he's got this sense of urgency that means, hey, don't miss it. Don't miss Jesus. And so today, today we, we're looking at to this topic of don't miss Jesus, and what I'm afraid of is that maybe men, many of us have missed Jesus. Maybe it's Christmas time, and we're so caught up on, on everything we've got to do and, and the presents, and I think we all want to celebrate more than ever this year. But if we're not careful, we'll miss Jesus. Maybe the truth is, many of us have, have missed Jesus every Christmas. Or maybe we've missed Jesus our whole life. And maybe it's because we've had family members or friends they were pointing to a Jesus. Maybe the, the Democrat Jesus, or the Republican Jesus, or the Baptist Jesus, or the Methodist Jesus, the Presbyterian Jesus, the Pentecostal Jesus, the Episcopal Jesus. Or maybe the um, weird Jesus. Or maybe they'll do whatever you want Jesus or maybe that the most famous Jesus is you better not have any fun Jesus and maybe we've we've been looking at them going is that Jesus because if that's Jesus I I don't know if I want that today what we want to do is behold the Jesus that we meet in Scripture we want to behold the one that John is talking about the one that is introduced to us And in this gospel, what we're going to find out, what John is trying to say is this, Jesus is the life. When we go through this whole message and we go through this series, John is going to say it over and over again, that Jesus is the life. That the purpose of his letter can be found at the end of this book in John in verse 20. I mean, chapter 20, he says this at the end, he says, But these things are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in him, listen to what he says, you will have life by the power of his name. John wants us to have the life. So we begin his gospel, or he begins his gospel this way. In John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, it says, In the beginning, the word already existed. The Word was with God and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God and God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The Word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. And then later, it jumps to verse 14. It says this, this, and the word became flesh. Now, don't miss Jesus in these verses, okay? We've not even seen his name mentioned yet, but don't miss Jesus. The word logos, to the Jews, that meant the word of God. In the Old Testament, when you would see the word logos, it, it, they knew it meant the word of God. But to the Greek audience, what it meant to them was this um, this greater reason this the the greater reason the 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 things that kept everything in control it was the the reason for our existence is how things came to be there was this great reason that the greeks believed in and they didn't have a name for it other than logos so they used the word logos for this this great reason the reason everything existed and how things were held together you know a lot of people still think that way they don't call it logos for this greater reason they may say there's a higher power or higher intelligence or science What John does to both the the Jewish people and to the Greek non-believers is he gives a name to Logos. So he says in the beginning was the word, the Logos. Both Jews and Greeks got that. And then he said the word was with God. And then he said the word was God. Then he said the word became flesh. And there he's talking about Jesus. What John does, it says the Logos, the word is Jesus. And Jesus gave life. He gave life in a, in a world that's always looking for life. He, he in a world that's always looking for a reason. Well, what he's saying is this? Jesus is the life. And you know what? He's not just saying it to them. The beauty of scriptures is it's still alive. It's still speaking. And he's speaking to you and he's speaking to me that Jesus is the life. How badly John wants us uh, to see Jesus, the, the real Jesus, to, to behold him and, and see that he is life. If you go to another letter that John wrote in and, and 1 John 1 verses 1 and 2, listen to his heart in this. He says, we proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we've heard and, and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and we touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. This one who is life itself was revealed to us, and we have seen him. And now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the Father, and then he was revealed to us. John lived so that people would see that Jesus is the life. And that's why we celebrate Christmas. You know, that the first Christmas was nothing like what it is today. Man, people were, had been waiting so long for a Savior that would give them life, that they almost forgot you know they had prophecy after prophecy after prophecy but there for about 400 years god was quiet and people almost forgot and and on that very first christmas very few people celebrated really just a handful listen to the story many of you many of you are familiar with this says that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby guarding their flocks of sheep Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will be a great joy to all people, all time, all people. He says, the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by the sign. You'll find a baby wrapped in snuggly cloths, lying in a manger." For hundreds of years they were waiting and now god sent a savior jesus was their savior and he was their life jesus is our savior and he's our life new testament uses three words for for life it uses bios you know bios which means physical life you know um and then it uses uh uh which is the the emotion the, the will and then there's zoe which is eternal life. It's it's divine. It means possessed by God. And that's the kind of life that that Jesus wants to give us. He wants to give us this God-possessed, this eternal divine life. See, Jesus gives us rewarding, this complete, full, abundant, satisfying life, and no matter the circumstances of the world. See, the life in Jesus is not only greater than the world and its pleasures, but it supersedes any joy or satisfaction or peace that we could find in this world, and it's not affected in the slightest by the storms of this world. As a matter of fact, we find that Jesus, who gives Zoe a God-possessed, divine, eternal life, is the calm in our storms. In John ten ten, Jesus talks about the thief. He compares the thief to himself. He says the thief comes to kill, steal and destroy. Man, we see that all over the place, but listen to what he says about himself. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Not a physical life and not even just an emotional life, but a Zoe life, an eternal life, a God-possessed life that does affect the emotion, that does affect the physical. If you compare this verse John 10 with Luke 12:15, you know what he says he says life the, the zoe life the god-filled life it's not measured by the things we own like it says in luke 12 15 your life is not measured by the things that you own or possess but by being filled with the person of god through christ so we've all experienced buyer's remorse you know you either you know pay cash for something or you finance something you buy it you take it home you hang it on the wall whether it's a tv a picture whatever it is you go oh man why did i why did i do that um let me tell you some every person that has decided to trust Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins and make Him the Lord of their life, they've never had buyer's remorse. Not one time. The only regret I've seen people have is they wish they would have followed Jesus sooner. But let me be real clear about this. Jesus is not wanting to improve our lives. He's not an accessory to our lives. He's not an, an additive to our lives. He gives life. He is life that is rich and full. See, Jesus gives us the only life that is life. In and, and, and John 14, 6, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And then he says this, No one comes to the Father but by me. See, everything and anything else is not life. See, all beauty fades. All, all bodies grow old. Everything comes to an end. All bios life ends. But not zoe not eternal life see the only way to this eternal divine God filled being possessed by God life is to be made right with God through faith in Jesus not Buddha not not Islam not Joseph Smith not Mother Mary Jesus is the way the truth and life and you can only come to God through Christ You know, my story was this, and and I've shared this story with many people before. Someone asked me when I was 19 years old where I see myself in five years. I said, I don't. I tried living life by by its rules and its standards, and it was just lagging, and it wasn't life at all. And so I was was about done. I was just ready to to throw in the towel. And maybe many of you have have felt the same, like, hey, this is all life is. I I don't want to do it. But then somebody shared Christ with me. Someone shared Zoe with me, the Zoe life that, that God provides. and Let me tell you what happened. I realized I was a sinner and I trusted in Jesus for the forgiveness of my sins and I repented and, and I turned to him and it was like this light switch went off in me. And all of a sudden, life made sense. All of a sudden, I, I, I had peace and I had joy. And, and all of a sudden, all my friends, man, I wanted to be around them more than I ever have been. One, I enjoyed them, but I wanted them to know this Zoe life, this eternal life that God had provided for me. Man, I was working for Coca-Cola. All of a sudden, the, the store managers and the cashiers, these people that I was, had become friends with, but even though I was, I was, I was shy, All of a sudden, I wanted to talk to them. I wanted to just love them, but more importantly, I wanted them to know Christ. Life finally made sense. When I received life from Christ, I already had bios life. I already had a physical life. I already had the the, uh, sue life. But what I didn't have was zoe. I didn't have the the, the, the logos was not alive in me, Jesus. And he gave me life. I'm going to tell you something, this ultra-shy kid... Oh my gosh, all of a sudden I was talking and, and caring. I felt like the Grinch in the movie The Grinch. like When his heart started growing, he's like, what is happening you know, to me? Well, you know what? That's what life does to you. That's what Jesus does. My job at Coca-Cola became an opportunity for me to love and, and share my faith with others and to share Christ with them. Why? Because only Jesus gives us eternal life. Only Jesus does that. Jesus said this. Jesus told the ladies, I am the resurrection and the life, talking to Martha and Mary. I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me, listen to this, will live even after dying. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. See, I wanted everyone to know this eternal life. I want my friends, my my co-workers, family, everyone. For the first time in my life, I really beheld Jesus I I don't know why I had missed him I I grew up in church I, I don't know how I missed him I just did for the first time in my life I didn't miss him and I saw him and I knew him and I repented and I turned to him I had been missing him my whole life don't miss Jesus anymore and maybe even a version of Jesus been painted for you that's. It's just not the real Jesus. You know there's a real Jesus. He's probably speaking to you now from the scriptures. Don't miss him. I want to tell you exactly what my friend did for me. He was washing dishes. And I'm sitting at the table. And he he reads these verses. He says, Scott, I want you to read this. He reads Romans 3.23. So, Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. He says, Scott, you've sinned, because I, I, I fit into that all, that word all, even though it's three letters, it encompasses everyone, all who have ever lived have sin, and we fall short of the glory of God. And then he had me read Romans six twenty three, and it says, for the wages of sin is death. See, there's this debt that's gotta be paid. It's it's written into the law It has to be paid. And the only payment for sin, the the small sin, the white lie sin, or the great big sins, is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. He says, Scott, do you want that free gift of God? I said, well, why why would God do this if I've sinned? And I love what Romans 5, 8 says, but God shows his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And then it's like, well, Scott, do you want this? And I'm like, yes, because the scriptures are coming alive in me. I see Jesus. I don't see the the Jesus that I grew up with. Or maybe it was nobody's fault but my own. Or maybe it just wasn't time. all of a sudden, I wanted Jesus. And then he read Romans um, 5, 9, and 13. He says, but if, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised you from the dead, you will be saved. And he says in Romans 10 9 and 13 he says for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved well I did believe that I, I, I did believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and it wasn't something that I had intellectually all of a sudden I had this faith that, that came from God and I confessed with my mouth and I believed in my heart and I called on the name of the Lord to save me see salvation the, the forgiveness of sins It's available to all who will call on the name of the Lord, who will call on Jesus, the the Logos, as their Savior and Lord. Romans 5, 1 then says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I came to faith in Jesus at Christmas time 33 years ago. And again, it was like a light switch. Life was turmoil, life was fear, life was sadness. And now life made sense. Life was, there's joy that I didn't have, there was peace I didn't have, there was direction I didn't have. And I was baptized on Christmas Day. Maybe today you're seeing Jesus for the first time. He is the Logos. He is the Word. He was with God. He's, he is God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through Him, and He became flesh, and He still speaks to us today. So maybe today is the day you call on Jesus as Lord and Savior. So will not you pray with me? And you just pray right after me. Father, today, I don't want to miss Jesus. Father, I see Jesus and while I may not understand everything, I understand that I'm a sinner and that the payment for my sin is death. But Father, I believe that Jesus is the Christ. I confess Him as both Lord and Savior and I believe you raised Him from the dead. And I give my life to you and I trust you now in Jesus name, Amen.
0: Thank you for listening today. If you would like to speak with someone about the message you just heard, or if you would like to pray with someone, send us an email at info at eastridge.church. If you feel led to support the ministry at Eastridge, please visit eastridge.church. Thank you for your generosity. Remember, no matter where you are in life, God loves you. We love you, and you have a family at East Rage Church.